Hi, this is the For the Love of Film podcast. I'm your host, Scott David Chase. Uh, this week I saw the movies Hereditary, Hotel Artemis, and Tag. Um, it was actually, I saw Hereditary and uh, Hotel Artemis last weekend, and then I saw Tag this weekend. Um, uh, interesting, and this is the first time it's happened in an episode where all three films I saw were the director's directorial debuts um i i also enjoyed all three of these films i didn't love any of them but i enjoyed all three of them uh yeah so uh starting out uh hereditary was the one i was looking forward to the most i'd been seeing the preview for a couple months it's you know it's being it's a horror film uh and it, it is getting a lot of critical acclaim and I do think it's worthwhile. Um, it's beautifully shot. However, I don't think it's nearly as good as um, a lot of the critics are giving it credit for. I think it's one of those films that uh, most of the people who are giving it praise are people that don't generally watch a lot of horror films. Uh, myself, somewhat included in that. I love really well-made horror films. Um and, and, and this was definitely well made. And, you know, I was talking with Bob Scammon because we recorded a, a, a Burgers with Bob episode earlier today. Um, I was talking to him about how, you know, I, I felt that uh, having the pedigree of actors Tony Collette and Gabriel Byrne attached to it sort of gave it a uh, um, sort of quote unquote serious critics paid attention to it. Um, and it's kind of continuing in the vein that started a few years ago with the film The Witch. Um, and, you know, Bob was telling me it's similar to... Um, uh, oh, man, it's going to drive me nuts. There's a there's a series of horror films that's out, and I guess the, the storyline is very similar to one of them. Um, I thought from the preview it was going to be a lot more psychological horror and... Uh, it turns out it's a lot more supernatural than it's necessarily led on. Um, it's different than a lot of current horror movies where it doesn't really go for cheap scares, jump scares, so on and so forth. Most of the horror is psychological. Um, and, you know, if anyone has ever gone through a grieving process, a familial grieving process, um, the different ways that people kind of handle that are put on display in this movie and that's where some of the or a lot of the tension comes from in this film um you know tony collette gives uh, a very tightly wound performance as the lead and uh you know gabriel byrne is always a very solid actor uh and both the young actors in it um uh let's see their names uh so, uh, Alex Wolf, who plays the teenage son and then, uh, Millie Shapiro and Alex Wolf, I've seen him in a few other things. Uh, he's, uh, let's see, he's, oh, apparently he was on that show, the naked brothers band, which I've never seen, but I'm familiar with that. And, uh, uh, he was in Patriots day. Um, uh, he was in Jumanji too, which is, uh, uh, or Jumaji, Welcome to the Jungle, which I saw earlier this year, and he was excellent in that. And Millie Shapiro, uh, this is the 
this is the first thing I've ever seen her in. And, um, you know, her, her presence in the trailer, I think is what a lot of people, uh, kind of captivated them about it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an almost silent performance. I mean, she does have some dialogue, but it's minimal. And, uh, her, her presence in the film is unsettling to say the least. And, um, you know, there's, there's not a ton of gore in this film, but there is some realistic gore that, um, is some of the most realistic, uh, effects I've ever seen in a film. I don't know how much of it was CG versus practical effects, but, uh, uh, there's some stuff that genuinely Im- image wise stayed with me, uh, you know, days and now, now a week after I saw the film, um, I did think it was lacking a bit in uh, in the script. Uh, it relied a little bit too much on atmosphere, and you know, um, it sort of coasted on the pedigree of the actors, particularly the two seasoned actors as the as the parents. Um, but it was beautifully shot, uh, very well edited, and uh, beautiful beautiful score in the film uh the complaint that i've seen on social media and you know social media uh comments it's always tends to have lowest common denominator sort of uh uh uh, i don't know what the word is i'm looking for but uh people were saying it's not scary it's not scary which i i did find it to be very frightening um i also found the witch to be frightening and I w- I'm one of those people who won't lie. I thought the Blair Witch was terrifying, and I knew the Blair Witch was not real, or you know, in the Blair Witch Project. Um, sorry, I'm just differentiating because the the third film in the series was called the Blair Witch, which I did not see. But um, you know, I did see the Blair Witch Project in the theater opening weekend, and um, it was. I thought it was terrifying, um, and yeah. Uh, you know, I have been out in the woods lost. Um, I have been in familial situations, um, where there has been a loved one lost, a family member lost and, uh, dealing with how different people grieve, uh, is very stressful and can be terrifying. So I, I did, I did think it was effective. Um, but as far as like the norm for horror films right now, it, it does set itself as apart. So, uh, you know, I don't know how broad an audience it'll have because I think the general horror fans are going to be a little disappointed. And I think people who don't necessarily go see horror movies might be a little, uh, scared off by it. Um, you know, it's the, a lot of the reviews are saying it's, you know, the scariest movie of the decade and I wouldn't go that far, but it was, well-made, worth seeing, uh, uh, an admirable first film, and, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see, uh, what, uh, uh, what Ari Aster, Ari Aster, uh, does next. Uh, I would give Hereditary a 7 out of 10. Uh, the next movie I saw was The Hotel Artemis, or Hotel Artemis, which, uh, from the preview, it had sort of a John Wick 2 feel to it. It's 
the basic premise is uh, Jodie Foster is uh, a nurse who runs a a hotel slash hospital for criminals where you have to be a member in order to get in and, you know, your weapons are checked and there are rules that all has to, you know, everyone has to abide by, which of course, because it's criminals, some of the rules get broken and all hell breaks loose. Um, I didn't realize from the trailer, much like that movie upgrade I saw last week that it's actually set in the future. Um, I mean, obviously there was a fantasy element, to it that was apparent from the preview, but I didn't realize it was set in the future where basically riots happen all the time in Los Angeles. Um, I was, I don't know. This was a fun movie. It's kind of a dumb movie. Um, it has a, a little bit of an assault on precinct 13 feel to it, uh, mixed in with, you know, um, a weird near, near future kind of, um, it's not quite dystopian because it's not as bleak as the Blade, you know, Blade Runner series or the Road Warrior series. But uh, it was fun to see Jodie Foster in a genre piece. I was going to say uh, I didn't think that she had done a, another science fiction film, but that's not true. I think her last film was that movie she did with Matt Damon, where she God, I can't think of the name of that. I'm dry, drawing a complete blank. Um, uh, hang on. I will, uh, tell you while I'm thinking of it. It was, it was, um, by the South African director, um, uh, who had done, uh, precinct, or not precinct 13. Uh, God, I'm b- batting, uh, you know, I'm not doing well right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, her, the film that I am th- thinking of, uh, Elysium, uh, and she actually did Money Monster as well, which I did not see either. Um, uh, or Money Monster, I, uh, uh, she directed Money Monster. So yeah, Elysium was the last thing that she acted in, which was in 2013. So it was nice to see her in something and she's, she plays older than she actually is. I think she's supposed to be in her sixties in this, um, and she's had a hard life. Um, most of her scenes are with Dave Bautista, who plays her sort of orderly. And, you know, Dave Bautista is a guy who in the last couple years has really done some, been in some interesting stuff. I mean, he's a lot of fun as Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And uh, it's a small but pivotal role in Blade Runner 2049 where he plays Sapper Morton. And, you know, I'd like to see this guy in more stuff. He's a very big bald, heavily tattooed, muscular guy. You know, he's a, he's a WWE wrestler. Um, but he's got, he's got charisma, but he's got a different charisma than Dwayne Johnson. Um, where he's, he's got very quiet, you know, introspection. And, um, I really like the interplay between him and Jodie Foster in this, uh, Charlie Day is in it as well. Um, I didn't quite buy him as, uh, you know, a, a dangerous criminal. Uh, you know, I really like Charlie Day. I think he's the he's the um, kind of the highlight of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, and, you know, in this he was kind of miscast. Um, I really – Sophia Butea, 
I think I'm saying that correctly, which this is the first thing I've seen her in. She played the lead in the remake of The Mummy starring Tom Cruise last year, which I did not see. But, uh, you know, she was fine. And this is sort of a femme fatale uh, assassin. Uh, and Sterling K. Brown, who's on the the television show This Is Us, um, was, you know, really, uh, really strong as kind of the protagonist. Um, I mean, there wasn't a, a definitive protagonist in this, but he's the one whose story we follow from the beginning of the film all the way to the end. And uh, it's nice, nice to see him do something, uh, something like this, uh, which is very different than his role in This Is Us. Um, you know, Zach, Zachary Quinto and Jeff Goldblum play bad criminals as opposed to the criminals we're rooting for for most of it. And uh, it was it was fun to see Zachary Quinto in something other than the Star Trek movies. Uh, not that I don't like him in that, but this is a very different role for him. He plays Jeff Goldblum's son, and Jeff Goldblum really can't play anyone other than Jeff Goldblum, although he's kind of dialed down, especially considering his performance in Thor Ragnarok and what I can only imagine his performance in um, Jurassic Park 5 is going to be. That comes out next month. But, um, you know... Really cool set pieces, uh, or I'm sorry, really cool sets. Um, I love the art direction in it. It's apparently not doing well at the theater. It's uh, uh, on a budget of 15 million. It's made 4.9 million, and it's been out about two weeks. I can't imagine that it's going to. Uh, 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 I can't imagine it's going to do a whole lot more. Uh, apparently, they expected it to do five to nine million on its opening weekend, and it's in its towards the end of the second weekend and it hasn't even done that. So I, my guess is this movie's probably dead in the water, um, which is too bad. It's definitely worth a rental when it comes out on Redbox. I would imagine it'll be out on Redbox fairly soon. Um, you know, the cast is the reason to watch it. Um, the pedigree for the cast is better than the film itself, but it's a fun, if you like fun, kind of silly, mindless action sci-fi you could do a lot worse than seeing Hotel Artemis. Uh, I would give this a 6 out of 10. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the last movie I saw was Tag, uh, just T-A-G, um, and it's about exactly what you think it's about. It's about a group of friends, guys in their late 30s, although, to be honest, most of them are in their 40s, uh, who have been playing the same game of Tag for 30 years. Um, again, like... Like uh, Hotel Artemis, great cast, um, and a lot of guys that you don't see kind of having fun in movies. Uh, John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, uh, uh, Jake Johnson, Ed Helms, and uh, Hannibal Buress. Um, they play a group of friends who have been playing the same group of tag for the month of May every year for 30 years, and uh, I'm sure you've probably seen the trailers. If not, um, it is quote-unquote, based on a true story, which which is which is true, but in the, you know, the, the very slightest sense. The Wall Street Journal several years ago profiled a group of men who were actually older who had been playing the same group of tag for 20, at the time, 23 years. Um, and it's a larger group of friends um, that, uh, and then that, that article was turned into this screenplay, The characters are not based on any of the men who did it. It was based, that simple premise was turned into a, a movie. And, um, you know, these guys are pretty dysfunctional where it seemed like the, the guys, uh, 
who play the real game at Tag are just kind of normal guys who enjoyed playing a game every every year with each other. Um, this is the second Ed Helms film I've seen this year. He was also in Chappaquiddick. Um, it was nice to see him uh, having fun in a movie. Um, he's l- less annoying than his Andy Bernard character on The Office and less unhinged than he is in the... Um, uh, God, what's the... God, I cannot think of it. The... Um, the the movie that he did god the movies that he's done with uh zach galifianakis uh the uh the hangover trilogy yeah um he's less unhinged than his character in that um hannibal Buress, this is probably the movie i've seen him in the most he he's a stand-up comedian i like quite a bit and uh you know he was in he was in that movie blockers i saw couple months ago, uh, much smaller part in blockers than in this. Uh, he basically is just playing Hannibal Buress, but he's a funny comedian. So I'm fine with that. It's always nice to see him. Uh, uh, John Hamm, who, you know, is a solid actor. It was nice to see him in a lighter role. Um, Jeremy Renner again, who he plays Hawkeye in the Avengers movie. And, uh, usually plays a lot of like stoic characters. Uh, kind of a goofy guy although i mean he plays someone who's kind of an assassin uh mindset guy in this as well um he's the one person in the group who has never been tagged who has never been it in the game so of course these guys are trying to tag him uh because he wants to retire um and then uh jake johnson who's a actor i've seen in a lot of independent films uh, this is probably the biggest film I've seen him in. Let me uh, let me take a look at that. Uh, he was in Twenty One Jump Street, the new one. Um, oh, he was in Jurassic World. Uh, I forgot about that. Um, but uh, yeah, he was definitely the most likable in this. Uh, even though his character is supposed to be the least likable, and uh, it was really kind of a. I hope Jake Johnson gets more mainstream work based on this film. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Isla Fisher and Rashida Jones have small, smaller supporting roles, uh, as, uh, you know, Ed Helm's wife. And then, uh, the woman who keeps going back and forth between John Hamm and, uh, um, Jake Johnson and, uh, oh yeah. And Leslie Bibb ch- plays, uh, Jeremy Renner's wife. Um, kind of a predictable script. Uh, all the beats, in a buddy comedy were there and you knew kind of how it was going to end. But again, a very likable cast. I found myself laughing out loud several times. Uh, it's a, it, it's, it's kind of a dumb movie, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be a gross out movie. And there are a couple sort of gross references, but it, overall it's, it's not as gross as I thought it might have, have ventured into. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it was a fun comedy. I'd give it a six out of 10. Um, glad I saw it, enjoyed myself for an hour and a half and never, I don't think I'll ever need to see it again. Didn't, you know, it was time well spent, but don't need to revisit it. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for some summer entertainment, some, some lighter summer entertainment, you could see, 
if you want to laugh, see Tag. If you want to see like an action adventure, see Hotel Artemis. Although see that one quickly because I think that's probably going to leave theater soon. And if you want to have the bejesus scared out of you, go see Hereditary. So yeah, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.